A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Welcome back to The Chemical Show. This is Victoria Meyer. Today is our 100th episode of The Chemical Show, which is a huge milestone. Since launching the show in 2021, I've had the opportunity to engage more deeply across the industry and interview, well, almost 100 guests. For this 100th episode, we are turning the tables or the microphone, and I am going to be interviewed with some of the same questions that I ask my guests. So it's um, it's different sitting on this side of the table, being the interviewee rather than interviewer, but we're going to see how this goes. And today's guest interviewer is my summer intern and my number one daughter, Madeline. She is entering her junior year at Texas State University, majoring in computer science, and she's working for our business this summer, and I thought it would just be fun for her to ask the questions. So, Maddie, take it away. So, what's your origin story? What brought you into the chemical industry, and what led you to where you are today? That's always an interesting one. So, I, I think a lot of other engineers and people in the industry I was good at math and science, and somehow that turned into engineering and history or a career in chemicals. So when I was coming out of undergrad, I knew, frankly, that I wanted to see the world. So I took a job with Amoco back when there was an Amoco. And now, of course, it's part of BP and Ineos and what have you. And as a project engineer, and they promised me that I would get to travel and see the globe and build projects around the world. And I saw Marietta, Ohio and Baytown, Texas, and Decatur, Alabama. So not exactly the world, but it was definitely a launch point for me. I went from Amoco to Quantum Chemical to do some manufacturing. Quantum, of course, is now owned by Lionel Bissell. And I worked in polyethylene and polypropylene and really was fascinated just with the whole polymer industry. And I really like the tangible nature of it, but I always knew that I really wanted to be on the business side of things. So that led me into business school where I did my MBA at Kellogg. And then I joined Shell where I spent almost 20 years leading global businesses, doing M&A, strategy, business development, starting up businesses and turning around businesses and just getting a lot of great experience. After I left Shell, I went to Clarion for a couple of years. But I, and when I left there, I knew that I wanted to do something different. And I think somewhere along the way, throughout my entire career, I had always thought at some point, I would own my own company, a consulting company of some variety, an engineering company of some variety, but somehow serving the industry, taking more of a leadership role. And so I, that led me to launching Progressio Global when I was, had left Clarion and decided that I was ready to venture out on my own. So how is the industry different today than when you started? It's been 30 years, which is something I don't always like to admit. I think there's a lot of aspects that are the same, and then it's also different. I think one, it's a more diverse industry in a lot of ways, both 
in terms of just the diversity of people in the industry and the diversity of thinking, it is a much more global industry. When I first started working, we were really, they were global companies and international companies, and it was a international business environment. But the reality was we were all operating somewhat autonomously and really focused on a pretty narrow geographic region. So I think we are much more diverse in global business today and industry than we used to be. I also think we've gone through different cycles. So I think at the time that I joined the industry, there was some growth, but it quickly turned to a more conservative where the focus was operational excellence, doing more with less, being really operationally excellent across the industry. And I think where we're at an inflection point today, where there's a lot more innovation going on, particularly because of the drive towards sustainability and and just sustainability, circularity, being more green across the industry, still recognizing the value of our inherent chemical products and what it does for the world, but also needing to do it a little bit differently. So I think we're in a place where there was growth when I first joined. It felt like it was a lot of operational excellence in the middle. And today I see a lot more innovation and growth and diversity throughout the industry. Interesting. So tell me about Progressio Global. Yeah. So Progressio Global, it's a boutique consulting firm. I started it in 2017. And my focus, our focus is really helping companies execute upon their strategies and their marketing activities. And what I think what's really important, and this comes through and I talk to people on the podcast, is really about making it customer-centric and people-centric. At the end of the day, we are in a B2B environment, but it's also really people-to-people. And so I think with Progressio Global, what I really like about it is the ability to go and impact a variety of different companies and help them really understand how to tune their strategy and their marketing efforts so that they are very customer-centric and people-centric and really thinking about the impact that they're making. Because at the end of the day, I really believe, and I think it's proven true, is when you're focusing your business on creating value for your customers and for your employees, you can be more successful, right? More companies want to do business with you if you know that you're growing and you're growing to meet customer requirements and heck, even things that your customers didn't imagine that they needed then there's value there. And so that's part of what we do. And it's been a lot of fun. So you've been running your podcast, The Chemical Show, for two years now. What have been your biggest learnings and surprises? Yeah, I think part of the learnings is just how engaged people are in listening to other leaders. So I started it with this idea that There are a lot of great stories across the industry. There's a lot of challenges that the industry is facing and that each company is facing. And we need to hear from more leaders in the industry because I think our traditional media, often you see the same leaders over and over again. And I think there's an opportunity to hear different points of view. And that's one of the things that's proven true. It's yeah, a hundred episodes, two years. It's been really quite a journey. Part of it for me has been just learning what the process of podcasting is. So when I first started, you know, I set up interviews with leaders that I thought would be great conversations. And I really thought, hey, I have great conversations all the time. I, this is going to be a breeze. And what I found out is like, oh no, I actually do have to think through the questions ahead of time. 
Um, I like to give them to my guests ahead of time so that they can be prepared because what's been surprising to me is I've gotten very comfortable being recorded and, and being on camera and being on audio all the time. Um, but everybody else doesn't have that experience. So helping to, uh, the more work I do up front, the more effective the interview is, the more comfortable everybody is, and frankly, the better the outcome. So that's one of the things I've learned along the way. The second thing is that one, people really listen to it and I get feedback every time. My mother, your grandma, Maddie, she, every week, she listens to the episode and she gives me feedback. So I get feedback on almost every episode from somebody, not just your grandma, but also from people across the industry. And it's really striking to me how people listen to the podcasts and what they learn from each guest. So it may be, there was one individual who he is running a PE backed firm and people have said, Hey, I think that's really cool. I didn't know that's how you got into these PE back firms. I really like that. One of the things that's been really surprising to me is the number of people that have told me they've listened to a podcast episode before they went and interviewed with that particular leader or that company. So they were using it to get insights about the company, about the individual themselves. And that has been frankly surprising. I didn't expect that to be the case, but it's also to me shows the value of storytelling, of creating these personal connections and personal interactions and just how powerful, frankly, the human voices, the spoken word, the interviewing process, and being able to really just access leaders, listening to their points of view and gaining from that. So the chemical industry has gone through a lot of change in the past several years, the pandemic, supply chain challenges, a focus on innovation and sustainability. How do you see this evolving in the future? Yeah, I think innovation and sustainability is here to stay. So I think it's interesting. We're sitting here in 2023, and I think everybody thought that some of these supply chain challenges would be behind us. I think they are, but we've got new ones. So what I see happening as I talk to leaders across the industry is one is a bit more of a localization. That is something that came about during the pandemic when people realized the challenges of these really long supply chains. And so a bit more of a focus on creating regional businesses, local impacts, and understanding that we're still going to be a global industry. There's no doubt about it. But I think just the effect of the long supply chains and getting smarter with what those supply chains are to be more effective. That's one thing. I think there is no doubt that sustainability and circularity is a key to the future of the industry, right? So as we record this, the negotiations for the UN Plastic Treaty are taking place and the outcomes of that are going to really drive industry behavior, consumer behavior, et cetera. So the industry has to be ready to take those challenges on and evolve. And I think with that comes and is this need to keep owning the narrative. So I think one of the reasons that the that we're having some of the challenges we're having, that way there's is particularly when we look at sustainability and circularity around plastics, is we haven't told the story very well about why Plastics are really critical to today's modern environment. And so I think the opportunity is to keep telling that story, to demonstrate, hey, it's not just about, oh, plastics in general. It's about the fact that 
my computer monitor is made out of plastics and chemical materials. And I really like it. My phone, my, my smartphone that I use on a day-to-day basis has a wide variety of chemical products. It would not be possible without products from the chemical industry, without innovations and without continuing development. I think that's important. Oh, I never thought about that. So if you could go back in time, would you do it again? Join the industry, launch your own business and start a podcast? (laughs) I guess the answer is yes. Yes. But although I might do it in a different order. I think um, some of the reasons I joined the industry came true and they continue to evolve. Like when I, I told you the story, when I first started working, I expected to see the world. I didn't see that in my first couple of years of, of my career, but I did see it as I developed. And as I progressed through my career, I've had the opportunity to travel the globe. I've had the opportunity to work with really smart people, grow businesses, solve really interesting challenges. And I think, I think that's true. Would I do it again? Yes, I think so. And I would, I'd say it's still a great industry for people to join because there are great opportunities, great challenges and great potential. Would I launch my own consulting business? Yeah, I might do it sooner. I might do it differently. So I think that is a yes. And would I do the podcast? Um, Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. A hundred episodes in, it has not always been easy, but it's been good. And it's definitely, I actually think, I think there's actually a huge opportunity still in the for B2B companies to can to enter podcasting. What's really been interesting, we didn't talk about this earlier. That's interesting. People get personally connected when they hear your voice in their ears. I think it's a great opportunity for storytelling. And I'd continue to do it. I would do it again. What's next for you, the podcast and your consulting business? Yeah. So I think a lot of things are coming up next. Number one, one of the things I'm really excited about is expanding my business to be more of a media focus. And with that, we are launching a conference this year, the Chemical Summit, October 24th and 25th of 2023. So this year in the Woodlands, Texas. And I I'm super excited about that. That's really built on just some of what I've seen in the podcast, right? That in through this journey is that people want more connection. They want thought leadership and they want insights that they can actually take back to their business. And that's what the Chemical Summit does. The Chemical Summit is launching this year. I think it's going to be an annual event, maybe even a biannual event. We are going to be growing to see where that goes. And I'm super excited. The podcast, 100 episodes down and continuing on. actually adding a second episode every week. So in addition to interviewing leaders across the industry on the podcast, I'm also adding in more a second episode every week, focusing in on some of the challenges that people talk to me about and say, hey, we don't understand why we can't do X, Y, or Z or why our customers aren't responding a certain way. So there's going to be a second episode almost every week, really just tackling business issues and providing my perspective, the perspective that I've learned through my career and through my consulting business to continue to grow. Lots of exciting stuff ahead. Yeah. And I'm going to keep hiring summer interns like the wonderful Madeline Meyer. Going to help grow this business even more. I think that about wraps it up with the questions for you. Okay. So thank you for joining us today on The Chemical Show. 
Keep listening, following, and sharing, and we'll talk to you again next week. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.